to the Skin Series. I'm Danika and I'm Haley, and we're here to chat all things skin. As clinical naturopaths and corneotherapists, we want to share our knowledge and passion for helping people heal their skin conditions in a holistic way. Join us for a deep dive into debunking beauty myths, how your gut, hormones, diet and lifestyle factors influence your skin and our unique philosophy on how to care for your skin topically. As always, this advice is general and not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before beginning any treatments. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 12. Today we are going to be chatting to our fabulous naturopath, Melissa, about topical steroid withdrawal internals. So Melissa and I have actually been working together for the past five years um, and we have been formulating a topical and internal protocols for topical steroid withdrawal through our own experiences with topical steroids, um, but also our clinical experience the last five years. So it's really a niche that we've both really grown to love, helping to assist our clients through that process. And we are so excited to have Mel on the podcast. (laughs) Mel is just an absolute wealth of knowledge and supports our clients internally through Solstice Skin. So we're really excited to welcome her on today. How are you, Mel? Oh, I'm great. Thank you, Hayley. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Um, I can't believe we've been working together for five years. I know. That time has flown, but so much has happened in that five years as well. So it's been a beautiful journey to work alongside you. And even if we're in different states, you know, we've still managed to uh, be connected and work together to support our clients and especially our TSW clients as well. Yes. So Melissa actually lives in Victoria and um, I'm based in Sydney. So distance hasn't kept us apart from helping our clients achieve fabulous, beautiful, healthy skin. I'm really excited about this episode today. It's going to be so valuable for people going through topical steroid withdrawal and also valuable for people who are thinking about using topical steroids as well, just to give you a little bit of an insight about what this drug can be doing internally if used long term. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 11. That is Danika and I are talking about topical steroid withdrawal and what's happening externally to the skin and how we help to support our clients externally. So this episode is really just going to focus on the internals. And yeah, as I said, we're very lucky to have Mel on board. So I think first thing I'd like to start with is... Mel, I know you had your own journey with topical steroid withdrawal. I think it'd be really valuable for the listeners to hear about your experience with topical steroid withdrawal. Absolutely. Um, So my experience sort of extended over five years, pretty much from the onset to resolution, but the first two years were probably the worst. I didn't really have eczema or any of those sorts of skin conditions as a child. It presented for me as an adult, and I have that really common story 
of where, you know, I got prescribed steroid creams that were low potency and apparently safe to use on my face. Um, I was applying them on small areas of my body, but over time, my skin was just getting worse and worse and things were spreading like wildfire. And I had to end up using, you know, stronger and stronger creams on larger areas of my body until I was finding myself like soaking in a bath every night and then smearing these steroid creams like smearing them like they were moisturizers you know all over my body and then having to wrap myself every night and just you know be lying there miserable you know every single night and so I I found myself kind of ping-ponging between GPs and dermatologists and immunologists and rheumatologists hematologists you know I just kept being told that I had eczema or lupus or I was anemic I was experienced you know skin biopsies and punch biopsies and you know TSW for me was just this black cloud over so many really significant you know episodes in my life like my wedding or my honeymoon my family holidays my final years at uni as a new naturopath and so it was really something that um, took up all of my time and and all of my energy as well and you know I was I was trying all the natural things I was following the eczema and the autoimmune protocols but I was just getting sicker and sicker Um, I even got to the point where I visited a psychic to wonder you know had I done something in my past life that um, I needed to address and 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 repent because what was going on I just couldn't work it out Mm. Um, But I did at the time, I was working in a naturopathy clinic in Melbourne with my mentor, Cheryl Penner, and um, she introduced me actually to Derma Vigils, um, to Rachel Arthur's pathology interpretation and functional sort of functional testing that we that we as naturopaths love doing the gut and the hormone functional testing. And this really helped me immensely. And over time, you know, I was able to taper off the steroids and heal based on, you know, what I was uh, seeing in in, in those investigations. But still to this point, I'd never heard of topical steroid withdrawal. hadn't heard of it. I hadn't learnt about it. I hadn't come across it in any of my research. And it wasn't until I actually started working with you, Hayley, and we started seeing more of these clients um, in the clinic in Melbourne that I sort of discovered Luigi skin on Instagram and then watched some things on, on YouTube, some amazing documentaries that were on there. And my mind was blown. I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I went through because it was in the descriptions of this burning skin the flaking, the systemic, the systemic sort of um, symptoms I was presenting with that were just not eczema. It wasn't eczema. It wasn't anything else that I'd been told um, that it was. And so, yeah, that's that sort of um, how I discovered and started researching really solidly into into TSW. And yeah, just um, know so much about it now. Yeah, and it, it's it's a big it's it's something really big to go through. And as as you and I have discussed, it is quite a traumatic experience to go through and I think why we love helping and assisting clients through that is a lot of our clients don't actually realize that they're going through topical steroid withdrawal they think that they're 
eczema is flaring and it's a really eye-opening moment when we can explain to them what topical steroids have been doing to their skin and what they've actually been doing internally. And then you start asking questions um, about internal symptoms and they're like, yep, 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 that's me, that's me. And it just validates what they're going through. So for us, and we're both so passionate about getting that awareness out there about topical steroid withdrawal, because once you know that's what you're going through, then you can treat accordingly as well um, and really find the support that you need. Otherwise, I can imagine, Mel, you going through that, just trying to think, what am I going through? Why is my eczema flaring? You're going to all these different specialists, you know, paying lots of money and not getting really many answers. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing that experience with us. I think, you know, as you and I, we've both had our own skin conditions and that always makes for such a great practitioner <laughs> once you, <laughs> once you've gone through something that your client's going through as well and I think that's why our clients that are going through TSW love working with Mel because she's had that experience and she's lived and breathed TSW and she's come out the other side and she's got beautiful skin (laughs) and she's the most vibrant radiant person there is there is an end date with that we're going to talk a little bit more about that in 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 the next little while so I guess Mel we've Stanika and I've kind of done a bit of a summary in the early episodes on what naturopathy is but from your own words can you explain to us What is naturopathy and how you work in particular to assist clients with their skin conditions internally? Absolutely. So naturopathy, you know, I may be biased, but it's like the best, (laughs) the best healthcare system, you know, on the planet, but it's really unique and it's comprehensive. It's really rich in its traditional knowledge, as well as being really scientific and and evidence-based. And what I love about it, as naturopaths, we don't compartmentalize any system of the body and just treat those presenting symptoms you know we really appreciate that intricate interplay between all of the systems of the body and search to find the root cause of what's driving those symptoms and the consideration of the whole person that whole being which really extends beyond the physical to also include the mental and emotional the energetic and and even the environment which that person is in really helps to then guide our treatment protocols, which are unique and bespoke and personalized for each person. And so that's what I sort of carry into the way that I assist my clients with their skin conditions and whatever skin condition it is. Um, I work to sort of, it's a three-phase approach that I implement. And the first phase is really about those naturopathic foundations, those traditional naturopathic foundations. So I want to know what that person's unique story is. So what's their past medical history, their family history? What's that timeline of events that's led them to this point, you know, in their skin journey? I want to know about how they, they're sleeping, what their stress is like, how they're absorbing and utilising um, and digesting their food. What are their detox and elimination pathways like? What are their sources of inflammation? You know, diet. Is their diet supporting their health goals, their skin goals, and also about their lifestyle? So what work do they do? What do they do for fun? What, what's their exercise like? What are their habits? And so whether those practices are actually supporting them to achieve their skin and health goals. 
Often in this first phase, I'll refer them to a GP so that we can get some general bloods done and we can sort of target and really personalise the treatment as well. And so this phase is mostly about laying that solid foundation to provide, you know, the body with the right environment to heal because we, we believe that the body heals itself. There's lots of education, there's lots of connection made. So that's why I love the first consult so much because it is about really supporting that client to connect the dots. You know, they'll often sit in front of me and say, you know, I've tried all the things, I've been everywhere, I've done everything, and I I just don't know what's going on. And often by the end of that first consult and that first phase, they really start to connect what's going on for them. And that's an incredible, that's incredible for that client. And so phase two is more about, and not not every client needs to get to phase two. Sometimes phase one is enough. You know, their skin clears with with those strategies um, implemented. some clients only need that first phase and we've got them to clear skin through addressing those previous uh, areas, but some clients will need to move to that second phase and that's where we introduce the functional testing, the functional pathology testing. So, you know, we've laid the foundations, we've assessed and addressed the general pathology, we've observed their unique sort of response to treatment and now we're starting to look at those um, functional tests test results. And so they're they're the tests that are run by the private pathology labs. And so unfortunately, they're not covered by Medicare. They do incur an out-of-pocket cost, but they give just the most incredible insight into, you know, the client's unique health picture. So what I find I do mostly in clinic is definitely functional gut testing and functional hormone testing. I might do on occasion, you know, a food antigen or an oats test or something like that, but definitely most clients will get a functional gut and and hormone test. Um, And then the third phase, you know, after we've assessed and addressed all of that, we kind of look at what what were some of those long-term treatment plans. So once, you know, you've you've sorted out your skin, you've sorted out your hormones and, and your gut and all of those symptoms have subsided, Sometimes, you know, the body can then express other symptoms and it kind of, you know, takes our attention there. And then we know we're guided by the body and and the symptoms express where, where to work next. Or that client may have said, you know, once my skin clears, I really want to start trying for a baby. And so we'll start to focus on on something like that. So yeah, they're they're the sort of that's the three phase approach that I that I employ for for all of my clients, whether their skin, anything else that they might present with, I like to work in that in that manner. Yeah. And I think sometimes I get asked the question, can a client still see you even though they might not have a skin condition? And the answer is always yes, because especially if it's gut hormone foundational related that's your that's your bread and butter so you don't need to have a skin condition to to see Mel the naturopath but mm-hmm. I guess you've really been focusing and specializing in uh, skin naturopathy the last five or six years so that's why you're Australia's go-to skin naturopath <laughs> Um, (laughs) thank you for that Hayley yeah look I do love it because by the time something's pushing out through the skin there's so many internal processes that are occurring um, and so many systems of the body that are actually involved because you know it's never one thing the client will often sit there and go what's the one thing that's causing you know my acne and it's like there's never one thing and so we really do get to look at all the systems and, and, and work out all of those connections so a lot 
lot of things are addressed when someone comes with a skin condition. And I think the beauty of seeing a professional like you is you work with clients with skin conditions day in, day out. You know the right questions to ask um, and you know the right treatment or the right functional pathology testing they should be doing or the GP testing they should be doing. So I think sometimes people with skin conditions can kind of try to manage it themselves and they kind of get a year or two down the track and they've tried a bunch of different things and it's their skin's still not where they want it to be. So I always say when you see a professional, this is what we do day in, day out. We can get you from A to B so much quicker than maybe if you were trying to do it yourself. And just to have that extra support as well is so nice and knowing that you're on the right track. So Mel, what is happening to the body internally on long-term topical steroid use? Internally, so much is going on. So if we, if we paint that picture of that client who has been applying steroids for maybe, you know, weeks, months, years, decades, we've seen many clients who've been on these topical steroids as as babies and now they're 40 presenting to us and they've been using those steroids all the time. And I think it's important to note, it's not just necessarily topical steroids that are used in isolation. I mean, that history might include inhaling steroids for, you know, asthma or using steroid in your eye drops because you've also got allergies um, that are presenting or you, you use you use those nasal sprays that have got steroids as well. And, you know, even in my experience, I was using, you know, oral steroids to try and clear when things got really, really bad. So there are all of these routes of administration of the steroids. And what happens is that they don't just get applied to the skin or get applied locally and stay there. They're getting absorbed and they're getting absorbed into your bloodstream and into circulation. So you can imagine that once it's in there, it's traveling to everywhere everywhere yeah so the impacts you know are so far reaching and they really include so many systems of your body that include you know your endocrine and your immune system and your gastrointestinal system and so it really is important to note that these creams don't just stop at the skin that they are going really deeply and one perfect example of that is the impact that it's having on your adrenals and the adrenal glands and we know that there can be you know adrenal insufficiency and atrophy of the adrenal gland because these synthetic steroids that are in the circulation are tricking your brain into thinking that there's enough cortisol so you don't have to signal to the adrenals anymore to make cortisol and that whole signal is suppressed it's like when you know you're on you take the oral contraceptive pill and you know your brain is tricked into thinking that these synthetic hormones are the hormones that your body needs and so that brain to ovary communication is completely shut off um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later but you can imagine just like the pill that has that rebound after the suppression this is going to happen with topical steroids as well anything that's sort of been held back or suppressed once that wakes up a little bit once you start using the medications there's a rebound and a firing of that process that's been suppressed um so that's sort of yeah important important to note it's not just the adrenal gland it's it's blood pressure it's blood glucose um there's so many different areas that can be really impacted upon i really really love the resource it's sand 
org. They are the most incredible um, resource on TSW for, for doctors, for people going through TSW, and it really breaks this down. Um, it has handouts there as well for your doctor or for your dermatologist if you have an experience where you're going to these professionals and they're not believing you they haven't heard of it there is there is lots of resource, resources and research that is listed um, on this website and it is phenomenal I really encourage you all to or anyone who's listening or anyone that knows anyone that's going through TSW or suspects that they have it to look at this resource and to and to be educated and to educate others around you as well. Yep, and that's itsan.org. Great valuable resource. (laughs) What are some of the symptoms someone going through TSW can experience internally? Um, Okay, so there are a lot. As we just sort of noted, you know, because of the impacts being so far-reaching, that when you start to stop using these steroids, you know, what you'll experience, and I know you talked a lot about it, in the last podcast, which is the most incredible podcast on the externals for TSW that I am letting everybody know about. And everybody has to go back and listen to it because it is so incredible. But from that internal perspective, there is raging inflammation. You know, your skin and your whole body feels like it's on fire. And I'd like to note that the person going through TSW is not TSW, is not just TSW. They're not just TSW. They are that whole person that has come to use steroids potentially for a whole range of inflammatory conditions, yeah, because steroids reduce that inflammation. So if you've got anything else underlying, that might now be, you know, this might now come to, to the forefront as well. So you're going through TSW, but you're also being triggered for any other inflammatory type of condition that you may have presented with or that is now being triggered. You know, my clients, they 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 have such an inability to get deep, restful, restorative sleep if they are sleeping at all. They have a bone itch that is worse usually at night. I imagine that if your adrenals production of cortisol has been suppressed, there is going to be potentially that rebound firing of it. So there's just too much cortisol for you to get into a deep restful and restorative sleep. They are exhausted. They are so tired. They're not sleeping. All of this inflammation is you know, causing all of that fatigue. It's chewing through nutrition. Talking about nutrition, they're they're so afraid to eat. They're really nutrient deficient because they've read lots of things and they're trying all the things. I mean, I got to the point where I was so scared to eat anything. I was eating lamb and pear because I was just so scared that everything I was putting into my mouth was creating this flare. And I think that in my clients, what I do is I tend to add to what they're doing rather than, you know, take more things away there's just there's so much anxiety and overwhelm and depression and hopelessness and fear and the impacts are far reaching on on work and you know their relationships there is pain everything hurts it hurt me to step into a shower and get a drop of water on my skin there is pain from the inside it's nerve pain so you are feeling this all over your body you're feeling malaise you've got you know raised lymph nodes Um, You can have eye dryness and um, irritation, hair loss, gut issues. And like I said, any underlying condition that you have can now be triggered and come out 
really strongly as well. Yeah, and I guess when your body is in such a compromised state, then that makes sense, doesn't it? Those things will start to yeah. start to show, and that edema as well, that swelling is, um, can happen too. And you know, it it can come and go in waves. What how that how they're experiencing yeah. that internally, just like it can come and go in waves and flares externally. So I think it's always. I just know when I've been asking my clients, do you experience anxiety? Do you experience insomnia? Do you feel like you're going crazy? And they're just like, yup, yup, yup. And then that validation, no, you don't have, you know, anxiety disorder. It's stemming from your adrenals being so compromised and not really knowing what they should be doing. So yeah, it can, you know, be quite a traumatic experience and getting that validation from someone like you and all their symptoms can be so, I guess, what's the word? Satisfying to know, yeah. all right, someone, someone knows about this <laughs> and then we can, you know, treat accordingly. So what are some important questions you ask your clients going through TSW when you're taking their case, Mel? So if you've ever seen a naturopath before, you are likely to get an intake form that has lots of questions on it beforehand. So we've got a really solid intake form at Solstice Skin. And so I'm asking everything about everything. I want to know everything. So I want to know about your, you know, general and specific health picture. I want to know, you know, all about all of the symptoms that you're presenting with in every system of your body, you know, your diet, your lifestyle. I need to know about the whole person because as I mentioned earlier, that person is not just TSW. Okay. That person has their own medical history, their own family history, their own timeline, you know, timeline of events and their own story for what led them to use the topical steroids in the first place. And then what their unique experience is like. So no, there are definitely, there are those common symptoms that they present with, but there are even variations within that. So, you know, where are you in your topical steroid withdrawal journey and how is it impacting on you? Are you bed bound and oozing through your sheets and your mattress? Are you on fire and then flaking like it's snowing? Like where where are you? What's your medication use history? So what creams did you use? What tablets did you take? Have you been on immunosuppressants? Or what is your medical history for how long? Where did you apply them? So there's just so many questions. But I think the most important thing is that I listen. As long as, you know, as well as asking all of those questions, I listen really carefully and I want to know their story because often this client has not been listened to. They have not been believed. They have not been given any support. And I think that it is so important to believe them, to listen and to answer probably the three pages of questions that they've got that no one has been able to answer and to then give them the right resources and send them in the right direction of, you know, what what they need at that point, you know, right now. I think too, it's what have been, your attempts of coming off steroids and have you flipped back and forth and so that's an important consideration as well so yeah a million questions a million gazillion questions that we ask (laughs) we love asking lots of questions don't we (laughs) (laughs) questions always make up your your health picture of where you are now so sometimes they can seem like they're unrelated but to us Mm. it all puts together this this 
pieces of this puzzle and then we can best assist you. I guess what can be quite interesting is the difference between eczema and topical steroid withdrawal because it can get quite confusing because they can present kind of similar but then they also have their differences so how do you differentiate between eczema and topical steroid withdrawal symptoms so i think eczema has got more of that family history yes it can be itchy it can be a little flaky but generally it presents in certain areas so you know in the creases of your elbows behind your knees you know those typical kind of eczema presentation and also most of what you're experiencing is the skin it's not really all of these other things that I've talked about as well so it is more kind of skin specific and it sort of stays in its place it doesn't tend to spread you don't tend to be completely covered even the sensation so if you know like I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast when I first discovered topical steroid withdrawal it's the description of what this feels like and it's bone deep and it's burning you're on fire you are stinging you're in pain the itch is so much different the way you shed is so much different and then there's all of the kind of you know systemic uh, symptoms that you're experiencing you know your hair loss or your lymph node you know the 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 hot and cold thermal dysregulation that just doesn't come with it with a typical eczema presentation and that's why I never thought when what I was going through was eczema and you know there's that hashtag this is not eczema it's it's not it's it's TSW and there's that sort of there are there are so many symptoms that that differentiate it and again it's an is incredible at providing really clear guidelines that you can uh, print off and present to your dermatologist or your GP to say, hey, I don't think this is just eczema. This is not severe eczema or worsening eczema. This is what the research is saying. This is how I'm presenting, you know, consider this as something that is definitely going on. Yeah. And um, as we spoke about in the previous podcast, the presentation of where it's presenting as well can be quite different to eczema. All of a sudden they're getting neck flares or upper, you know, around the lip flares or cheek flares or eyelid flares or full body flares or on their legs. Um, And it wasn't in the areas that they originally had the eczema. So I think that's always a very telling sign. I always like to say eczema and topical steroid withdrawal have different personalities. (laughs) Totally. They're their own own unique skin condition. And, you know, eczema can be from genetics, family history, and topical steroid is a drug-induced skin condition, two different etiologies. So what type of testing do you commonly use in topical steroid withdrawal? And I know you're a big fan of testing. Yeah, I do love testing. I think it's really important to get that foundation. So a general um, pathology test from your GP to go there and just get what's going on. You know, I look for levels of acidity and inflammation, general nutrient insufficiencies or deficiencies, liver function, a range of of things. And then anything else that I'm picking up in this case, in this unique case, do I need to have a look at the thyroid? You know, do I need to think about blood sugars? You know, what else is going on? So I really love that as a general foundation. I think that general pathology blood tests from the GP give us 
so much information and I love functional tests as well. So I love really depending on the case and the person's budget, you know, I look at a GI map or a GI 360 or a complete microbiome mapping. I really love having a look at the terrain of the gut and then what infections may be there. Are there pathogens? Are there parasites? What else is going on in the gut um, that can be a source of inflammation or toxicity? Uh, And I do really love the Dutch test as well and the adrenal panel of that Dutch test to measure that cortisol pattern. Uh, I think that knowing what your cortisol is doing is, is really, really important. And I think what I love about you and the way that you approach naturopathy is your extensive training in analyzing GP bloods and looking at it from a functional point of view. So really trying to get your clients into that optimal health range, because if you're going through TSW and you have been to the GP and you've gotten your bloods back and they say everything's normal, when you take them to someone like Mel, she will pick up so much information from your bloods and relate it back to your case and give you education on why your bloods might be not in that optimal range as well. So yeah, it's really fascinating the way that Mel analyzes GP bloods. You're like a beautiful mind. (laughs) I think another thing, yeah, another thing, sorry, to really mention is to try and get a scrape or a swab as well of the skin and to check to see if there's something fungal that's going on there as well. I think where your rash presents can give us a little bit of an idea of that too. But I think it is important if you can, if you do have a GP that is open to doing a scrape or a swab of your skin and then investigating for bacterial, fungal, that's really useful as well. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the markers in a blood test that you're looking at in particular? And what are you commonly seeing in topical steroid withdrawal clients and in their GP bloods? To be honest, I'm, I'm looking at everything. I think that the common things that I see in my TSW clients is that they are super acidic. They're really inflamed. Um, their white cells, you know, their eosinophils and their, their monocytes are really elevated. And often what I'm talking about too is elevated from optimal, but often it's, you know, off the Richter and above the reference range. I want to look, I see that there's, you know, detox issues that are occurring there's nutrient insufficiencies of things like vitamin d and zinc b12 in particular so that's mainly what i see you know that i often i do see really high ige um, i see them coming up really strongly at, on ras testing for things like dust mites or maybe you know other pet dander or those sorts of things so it's good to get that really solid overview because this person who's going through TSW, which has its own range of, of presenting symptoms, if they're also coming up as being super reactive to dust or to their dog, we need to implement those strategies specific for their environment as well. So I think that's really important and that's what I like to have a look at as well. And if anything else that just comes up generally in those blood tests, you know, it's ES, ES, the, the inflammatory markers, yeah, really important. 
Yeah. And do you find with your clients all of a sudden since going through topical steroid withdrawal, they have these newfound allergies that they maybe previously didn't experience? Yeah. So that high IgE can also impact on those results as well. Yeah, definitely. They're super reactive to everything because unfortunately the majority of them don't really have that external barrier. They don't have the internal barrier. And so that's what we're working on with the corneotherapy and then with the internal stuff that we're doing. So they're super reactive. They are responding in a way to things that that really they they never have responded to before. And it's not necessarily the things, it's the things going into the system the way it is at the moment. Yeah. And I think I was just thinking of if your skin is super reactive, your internals are super reactive think of how your emotional state is going to be as well. So if you're someone going through TSW and you feel like your personality has completely changed, your emotional state has completely changed, that's definitely a reasonable thing to be experienced and to be going through as well. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next couple of questions. So how can you support someone going through TSW internally with naturopathy? So I think the first place I start is just with a view to cool and calm everything down. So you can imagine this, you know, raging inflammation. How can we support cooling and calming everything down? Um, I think about the thermals. It's a very Chinese medicine sort of approach, but the thermals of food um, as well can be a really beautiful strategy to implement to reduce any any additional heat that's coming in. And so where I don't want to sort of go down the rabbit hole of making foods good or bad, I do think if there are curries and spices and and those sorts of things, we have to think about is that sort of heating you up or pulling you down, you know, really implementing the strategies to reduce the inflammation. So wherever that source of inflammation is coming from, um, I want to really support reducing that, whether that's coming from the gut, whether that's coming from, from elsewhere stress. So to really, really support and modulate those, that, those adrenals and to really nourish and nurture the nervous system. I think it is so, so important and to support my client to sleep. I think that if we can get that deep, restful and restorative sleep, it's going to filter out into reducing inflammation, providing more antioxidant support, improving mood, all of the things will just be much more improved through that that deep sleep. Um, working on the terrain of the gut, really building that resilience, really healing and sealing any leaky gut, or you know, getting rid of any pathogens that are in there. Not in a not in a really strong way. You know, we don't want to be doing any sort of harsh detoxes at all when someone is going through TSW at all. It's all to support. It's all to build. It's all to nourish. There is nothing strong, hard, harsh happening to my client going through TSW and just gently supporting those detox and elimination pathways 
really improving the diet, I find I get most of my clients to increase what their, their, their foods that they're eating um, because they're hardly eating anything. And like I discussed, you know, building that resilience internally, balancing, you know, sex hormones if that's required and, you know, assessing and addressing any sort of environmental triggers that may be there with just some gentle um, inclusions in, in their environment. And that can be very, very supportive as well. And of course, we use dietary inclusion we use her gentle herbs and, and, and nutrients, vitamins, minerals. Um, we have a lot in our toolbox that we can use. If someone is extremely sensitive, we've got flower essences and homeopathy. There is so, so much in our toolbox that we can we can draw on and we can really match where that client is. Wonderful, beautiful. And I think what you mentioned, no intense detoxes, no harsh eradication protocols, which are, there's a lot of those things on the internet for TSW. So just be a little bit cautious if you're doing anything too extreme in terms of your uh, treatment approach, because your body is in such a impaired hyperreactive state um, we just want to be supporting it as much as possible and as you said Mel rebuilding so a really important question and one that we can never skip over because it's part of that tree out of mind body spirit when it comes to healing what do you recommend to support a client's well-being during this time that they're going through topical steroid withdrawal I think to really get your support crew around you so whether that is a GP or, or a dermatologist that understands TSW and is prepared to talk to you about coming off or safely tapering all those sorts of things need to need to be part of it you know having your corneotherapist and your naturopath um, to support you with the, the that side of, of things um, and then just wherever you are in that journey do you need your friends to be dropping off meals to you do you need someone taking your kids and driving them you know and picking them up from school get your support group in there think setting your boundaries so you know everyone will come with a recommendation everything on the internet will require you to try something everyone's going to have an opinion I mean I can't I can't begin to tell you how many times someone just said to me why don't you just use the steroid creams why don't you just use the medications and so setting the boundaries about that unsolicited advice so I think is really, really important. And again, I go back to itsan.org, but they have a great handout there of to give to your family members that help you to set that boundary and to just have a bit of a buffer between you and all the things that you are hearing and coming your way. Your mental health is actually the most important part of this whole picture. So where are you there? Are you coping? If you are not coping, reach out. There are all sorts of resources that you can draw on. And I know, Hayley, you're going to go through this with Danica during the next podcast. Don't let it get too dark, yeah, before you reach out. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with reaching out and getting the support you need. So whether that's through your GP and a mental health plan or a psychologist or a kinesiologist, someone that can really support the mental and emotional. This is trauma. This is traumatic. Um, and so you desperately need that support to really engage in activities if you can that are going to that's going to support and engage and turn on your parasympathetic nervous system so whether that is 
deep breathing exercises, guided, you know, guided breathing exercises, um, listening to skin specific and healing meditations, listening to your favorite music that gives you goosebumps, you know, watching things that make you laugh, really setting limits around how much mental space you are spending on reading about TSW. So be really selective in in what you read, in what you research, spend some time giving your brain different messages and and things that bring joy and things that feed your soul are so, so important because I find a lot of my clients are, are on lots of different websites and listening to all of the podcasts and they're trying everything and they're doing everything. And sometimes, like I've already mentioned, it can be a little bit too much. It's too much for the body, but it's also too much for the mind as well. I remember there was, when I was thinking of, you know, how can I just get myself out of this? I'd be watching like bloopers, you know, the bloopers where the actors have made a mistake. And for some reason that makes me belly laugh. Um, and it was just, it was just a nice time to spend away from thinking about what I was going through because the feeling of TSW is relentless it's day and it's night you're feeling it in your body and in all of the systems of your body so it's really important to just try to get your mind off it in in some in some way um of course you know skincare and I know you've talked about it in the last podcast but for someone like me and my clients who tried everything on every shelf to try ev- that tried everything from health food store the pharmacy the chemist where everywhere to know and to have the right skincare and derma vigils I cannot talk highly enough of because it literally changed my life and got me out of this space of using things for a bit that would work and then it wouldn't work and then it was flaring and then I just didn't know what I was doing so to know that I had that skincare that is therapeutic and can be custom blended and so so good for the skin I mean that was just a game changer for my mental health as well and to watch your dietary restrictions to watch being afraid of food because then that comes with a whole other space that is really difficult to navigate as well. And if you're going to do any sort of dietary thing, do it under supervision. Make sure that that is right for you right now. Yeah, and I think everything that you've just said goes back to seeing seeing a professional or multiple professionals to really get the support that you need and people that have had experience with assisting people through TSW um, is also really important. So you don't need to do it alone. And I think a lot of our clients are quite relieved when they see us and and, you know, we can, can really yeah validate what they're going through and then also say, hey, we've had experience helping lots of clients go through this. And as, it's, as I said before on our previous podcast, you know, we might be we might see clients going through it for years and then they come and see you and me, Mel, and mm. all of a sudden that healing has just, you know, improved over the next kind of three to six months. So um, we can just get people through that withdrawal process a lot quicker and to really work on what's going on internally and to really assist with that. So all those things you said are so, so important. And we love, you know, sending meditation links and and, and things like that. I've even had clients that have taken time off work for a period of time, mm. taken a couple of months off. I know that's not always feasible for some people, but if you've got people around you that can support you during that time, because keeping that stress down is really, really important. 
So Mel, is there anything else you wanted to add about this particular condition? So I'd love to just make a few more points that anyone who's listening that's going through TSW, you are not broken and you don't have to go through this alone. You can and you will heal from TSW. So it does, it does heal. It does end. It doesn't go on forever. And to really dig deep and to notice the small changes. So with each flare or with each time you go through it, is there some sort of small change that you can notice that gives you that idea that you're heading in the right direction? I really encourage you to work with someone who is experienced in TSW. So make sure that your that your practitioner has got experience in it and knows how to treat it because if they're just treating it like eczema or if they're just treating it like it's an autoimmune condition or it's just a gut condition, it's going to prolong and protract that healing. You know, definitely if you're a naturopathy student or you're a naturopath that's wanting to have some mentoring in TSW, please get in contact. I do mentor naturopaths um, with their cases. So I'd really love to support as many practitioners out there to really know what to notice, how to differentiate and how to um, support and, and treat. Um, TSW clients to also know that there are lots of different sort of words and terminology for, for topical steroid withdrawal. There's topical steroid skin addiction. It's also called red skin syndrome. And I just want to make the point that that is not an inclusive term and it doesn't account for how non-white skin tones may present. So be really mindful that people of colour may, it may in fact present as grey or ash or dark brown or in fact black. So to not just be looking for, you know, red skin that um, that is presenting. So just to be very inclusive um, in, your, in your interpretation of it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to note. And I think also there shouldn't be any guilt or shame around your topical steroid use you weren't unfortunately educated at the time on long-term topical steroid use and it is a very addictive topical drug because at the time it worked so effectively to reduce inflammation so Mel and I completely understand why you would be using topical steroid um, and it's not something for yeah you to feel ashamed of in the slightest it's really now with so many people coming coming forward topical steroid withdrawal we have so much more information now we know exactly what it is to be able to assist and and treat it so um i think taking the blame off yourself that you've been doing something wrong is is really really important and just empowering yourself working with the right practitioners doing external and internal work will get you from a to b and then you know you'll come out the other side and you'll you'll live to tell the tail and you can help the next person going through TSW with your experience as well. So as much as it can be a traumatic time, it's really a time of doing internal work, getting to know your body, you know, tapping into meditation. It can be such 
a profound experience and again can have a lot of positives that, that come out of it as well. And also remember, everyone's going to have a different topical steroid withdrawal process. So you're not necessarily going to be in that severe category. You know, everything we've kind of covered today is the broad range of symptoms that you might experience, but doesn't mean you're going to have all of those as well. So yeah, this has been such an amazing podcast. Danica and I have been so excited to get you on the podcast for a while now and your compassion, the empathy and knowledge and support and just being a general amazing person is why clients love working with you, Mel. And thank you so much for giving up your time and sharing with us so eloquently topical steroid withdrawal internals. And we can't wait to get you back on the podcast for more episodes. Oh, Hayley, thank you so much. You just gave me goosebumps when you, when you said all of that. Yeah, I've absolutely loved being here and um, thank you so much. We've loved it. So um, as we said before, go back and listen to episode 11. And if there's anyone you know going through topical steroid withdrawal, please share this episode with them Um, we think it'd be so valuable and if you want to get in touch with us and work with us uh, you can go to www.solstiskin.com.au you can follow us on instagram as well and we are here we're ready to help you to support you going through tsw um, remember healthy skin is always in and we'll see you on the next episode We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head over to our Facebook page, The Skin Series, or follow us on Instagram at theskinseries underscore pod to join the community or ask us any questions. We would love to hear from you. See you in the next episode.